right, y'all. So let's we're rock gonna, it. <coughs> we're gonna end up. We're we're rocking and rolling, and we're coming into what we are classifying as episode two of the self discoverment, self journey, uh, self healing um, uh, adventure that the three of us are heading on together. And today's episode is going to be tapping into the ego and the belief systems, your actual systems that you build, which would be, you know, they're classified as your individualism, your microsystem, your mesosystem, your exosystem, your macrosystem. But to put it in, I would say, way more layman's terms, would be your innermost circle, your inner circle, and then who you allow to still be in your aura. Because your aura actually... Uh, They've done studies, and I'm not exactly positive of the amount of distance, but I know and recall that your aura actually extends up to 15 feet outside of you. So your energy that you're releasing onto the world is felt up to 15 feet away from you. So that's where... I used used to have a co-worker, and when they would come to work, I could feel... A difference when they walked they hated being there (laughs) they hated it like you could tell that they just like that wasn't what they were supposed to be doing and i swear to god they sat behind me and i would sit there and try to do my work in the days they were there i could feel the difference in the energy in the room like and and not even just like oh like oh that person's there it's like a little no there was like a distinct difference wow yeah like that was the only reason like i believe in that like you could feel it around some people but that like someone so strongly against you know where they were or what they want to do and they knew it like in that situation you feel like that person is so self-aware of it and that's why it pushes so far because you can be ignorant of the situation but it felt like they were like so far in the know mm-hmm. of how badly they didn't want to be in that situation to a point where the people around them could tell well that's where i wanted to drop the a-bomb to start off this conversation today of i personally I have no clue how to talk to people to talk to humans anymore. I really don't. I have no clue how to talk to humans. You're not very good at it (laughs) to begin with. I just just have no clue how to communicate with people because when you have started this, and I want to read this book because I've heard so much awesome stuff about it, but it's called The Four Agreements. And I want to read this book, and I would like to challenge the three of us to read this book together. Let's do I it. I got to loan it to you. You have yeah. it. You're like, I know Brandon has. He's like I knew he a million self-development. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But that book basically breaks down in itself that it teaches you that every single thing that is being portrayed out by any other person is ultimately stems back to them and their own trauma. right their own issues and so every time i communicate with someone they think that i'm like holding grudges and that i'm i've held on to all this stuff and that i bring up the past because i'm still holding on to it i don't i just i don't understand that i don't understand that it's not a matter of like bringing up the past and holding on to grudges it's just a hey this happened this was a fact that happened in our life that I'm still like thinking about from time to time 
it's not that I'm upset about it. It's not that it brings me sadness when I think about it. It's just that in my growth right now and in my process of trying to change myself, like I'm taking stock of my life and I'm taking stock of the people that are in my life directly. Mm -hmm. And it's not a matter of holding grudges. It's a matter of kind of compartmentalizing what those people have done as of most recently yeah. to me or around me. Yeah. How they made me feel the last time I was in an in a situation around people with them. Right. It's not like it's like memories. Like memories aren't like something you remember from the first time when they occurred. You're just remembering the last time you remembered it. So in that sense, it's kind of the same situation with like a person where like you're just kind of you have this this buildup of experiences with a person, and while some people are able to differentiate from like you know everything's always changing and people are always you know moving in different directions, you know some are able to be able to see people for who they are presently, but then there's also folks who can't get past that, and you have that buildup of experience and trauma where you know, there's, there's resentment and there's a relationship that's kind of broken based off of just, you know, past occurrences. And, and that's hard for people to get through, even as people change and become different. Uh, that's hard for folks to see. Yeah. When, when is the, where is the yin to the yang in that situation? Yeah. I don't know. For me, I don't know. Right now it feels like I need to read that book, and if you haven't read that book or don't have that awareness, like, I don't know if I can fucking communicate with you. Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> like, like, it can go anywhere in any situation. Like, your parents, like, like, if you, like, if you hold, like, some type of resentment over your parents, like, in my situation, my, my parents were, like, my age when they had me. Dude, I, like, like, I barely can, like, do laundry. You know, <laughs> like, like barely can get, and that's like just me maybe stretching myself too thin. And I live in a building where, okay, there's no laundry, so I have to travel. Although the laundry mat on my street has reopened. It's like, I, I, I put that back into the universe. I said, I'm so fucking sick of driving 20 minutes to do laundry. <laughs> and now it's back on my street. So I got laundry, which is great. Um, but with all that being said, it's just, uh, you know, it's a situation where I just think that, I don't know. I think, you know, people hold that resentment too hard against folks for like you, 30 years is a long time. It's such a long time. And, you know, if you look into things too much and take things again, too personally in your life against people and like, don't realize like, you know, what their perspective was, that's just going to, it holds you back more than it holds them back. They're living in this you know, ignorance is bliss. They, you know, they're, they're not even really that same person they were before. And now, you know, you find yourself held back. By you, I mean me, because I've done it before, <laughs> you know? It's it's not an easy game to play. Well, how many people start this process of what we're doing right now and then don't think about the concept of me? I was in all of these people's world. Their reality was this version of I no longer associate with this version. So I'm going to break this version down and I'm going to build something anew. 
Well, no one takes into account in the stock of understanding of, dude, you're ultimately blowing up someone's reality because they know you as this version and they like you yeah. for this version. So you trying to blow yourself up and turn yourself into something new or rise from the ashes like a phoenix into this new version of yourself, you're ultimately leaving behind a version of you that a lot of people were comfortable with. Right. Or in, in you can turn it around and say, like, if you hold people accountable to the actions of a past life then you're dragging them down into a previous reality that they may not associate with either because there's comfortability in other people right well what misery loves company yeah i don't like that phrase but i mean that's like the that's the age-old phrase of just right why did you why'd you fuck me up and now you figured your shit out and i'm just i'm just left here fucked up like that's a bummer for people for sure but then on the other side of that, it's it's just constant like, oh, well, on the other side of this, but then on the other side of that, and on the other side of this, like, you yeah. just, you can keep going back and forth to where it's, if there's, and Brandon was saying this before we started recording this, if there's no understanding or awareness or acceptance for change and for someone else going through that transition of I see you, I don't understand why you're doing what you do, but I respect you for what you're doing. Yeah. I get it. But when, but, yeah, holy shit, man. For me, that's the hardest thing right now is, I am not someone who is like, not one of these like spiritual people that's like, I'm heading to the fifth dimension or I'm heading to 5D, you know, fuck this 3D shit. Right. Anybody in the 3D... I, I totally don't associate with them anymore. No, that's I can't stand that concept of I'm becoming this higher vibrational person, and so you're low vibrations, you're still stuck in fear, I can't be friends with you. What the fuck? Yeah. I don't like that at all. What is the concept of that? That's There's no, like... There's no reaching your hand back to say, like, hey, come on back, come up to the top of the summit with me, man. Yeah. I, I don't like I don't like that concept of you got to cut people off, but I definitely am learning more and more every day about this boundaries, right? And about letting go, and about accepting that there's a version of me that people associate with, and I need to just continue to stand in my truth and do me, because with building out these systems. And with, I am taking stock currently in my life, at least what I've been doing the last several years of this starting of this self journey of discovery, I'm taking stock and I'm building out these systems because I didn't build out these systems. These Mm -hmm. systems were kind of just thrusted onto, Mm -hmm. you know, you're thrusted into a high school. Or you're thrusted into grade school. And now you got to build out something to be able to survive. So you build out this system to be able to survive those years. Because you're still stuck in fight or flight. And you want to be accepted. And you want to be in the at least in some type of crowd. You don't want to be the person who's the complete outcast. Yeah. So you build out these systems to protect yourself. But then for me now, I'm like... I'm 
I built up this amazing, amazing, amazing group of just absolute badass friends and you guys and brothers. I have all of these like people from like high school who are just great people who I might not fully be on the same wavelength anymore or might not be doing the same things, but they are great people. They're in themselves. So I have this absolutely epic castle that has been kind of built over these 30 <clears throat> years. And I'm just like, a bomb, blow it up. Yeah. And now it's time to rebuild out that system of who's going to be there in the long run now for me, because I'm, I'm working towards this whole different atmosphere of getting out of the nine to five, becoming free for myself doing it one of three different ways and starting to redesign this system of who's in the most inner circle. Who can I, who is a business partner? Who's someone who I can trust? That's, that's like the innermost circle. Who's the people who I really like to spend time with whenever I, I decompress. That's my inner circle, you know? And then who's in the exosystem? All the people who I've ever met who have never wronged me in any way, shape, or form. And it's not that there, there is nobody in my life right now for me building out this system that is someone who I've come across, someone who I've had a relationship with, that I'm saying, like, they're 100% out of the system. Yeah. There's no one. There's no one. There are people who, and that's why I put the ridiculous hat on today, because for me, this is a ridiculous conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just trying to, I'm trying to conquer the lesson of letting go. Yeah. And it's hard because like you, you spent 30 years building up this, this wall that you've never really were aware of in the first place. And now you're trying to like blow it back up. Like, think of that. Like, I think that goes into what we were trying to get to anyway, which is like the discussion of the barriers that your ego is going to create for you in your self-development. Like, like how proud are you? Or, or, or like, I guess I should say, like, how, how stupid of you to be too proud to allow yourself to, like, take a step back to take 10 steps forward, you know? Like the people who like allow like the societal norms to say like, oh, well, you know, like, oh, just because you have to take it easy, you can't go out and, and, you know, eat, you know, dinner at a certain restaurant or because you're driving a shitty car or live in a tiny apartment because you see the vision of where you want to go in a year all the way out to the macro side. Like you're you're not playing by the game that's set up for you. You're you're trying to play for the long haul. So like if you have this system build up where like you're you're already understanding what's going on what's going on and then you go okay well like this is great but like like what else is out there and then you realize the sacrifices you have to make well most people are cool with the complacency of life and just going i don't i mean i've already built up this whole castle well it's not the nicest castle and it kind of sucks you know i, I just kind of show up here and you know the, the lights flicker and you know i don't have laundry here yeah <laughs> but uh <laughs> But it turns into like, you know, are you too proud to make those changes? Like the, the people in your life, you know, the right ones aren't going to hold you back in that situation. That's a conversation, you know, I have to have with myself of like, am I too proud to, to make these changes or, or take 
any type of step back, whether it's, you know, uh, you know, a manner of budgeting myself in life or, you know, setting up barriers so that I'm actually doing things that I want to do as opposed to just doing what I feel I should be doing. Those are all tough conversations, especially as you, you move on. Every year you do it, every year you move into it and, and there's more people integrate in your life in a, in a very specific and um, deep manner. Uh, it's hard to push back out against what you've built. With all that, with all that structure, yeah. you know, it came hard work. Yeah. It came, like you said, it came with... And, and on top of that, how much, uh, you used the word sacrifice, how many uh, sacrifices did you make in building this system of not chasing what ultimately was what resonated right. with you the most to where now you're like, holy. Yeah, you're like, you're like drawing a picture and you're like, like you're driving, you're drawing a donut the whole time. You're like halfway down the donut. You're like, I think I just realized I want to draw a dolphin. <laughs> you know? Started with the curve. You're like, well, I'm so us. invested with the donut. I got, the, I got the frosting down. There's no way I could make this into a, a fucking dolphin. <laughs> Dio, I'm hungry. But like, Rand, I'm curious because you have like there's so many ventures you take on. And I think the best aspects of you are the ones that come out in doing this podcast. So like for you, whether it's in sports or personally or everything, like like what kind of ventures have you seen in the sense of like, hey, am I too invested in this to make a change? Like where do I go from here? So I feel like you've taken on a lot of different things and, and I appreciate that about you. Um, there's a few interesting things to that, um, about me and taking on different ventures. Uh, for all of the viewers, I've had several different jobs. I've also went as far as psychology and going into counseling. And then, um, I've also been in people's homes, helping them rebuild themselves, helping them build outwards. Um, but it's very interesting because I find myself, thinking back to something that somebody said, he's like some kind of guy that talks about like rehabbing millennials. And it's like, well, you won't get better till you access uh, to accept that you are overcommitted and addicted to stress. And it's like, no, I'm what? <laughs> it's like, Holy hell. I've been overcommitted and addicted to stress my whole life. Yep. If I don't have anything to stress out about, I'll be like, feeling a little bit nihilistic and I'll be like, you need something purposeful. Go do this thing. Uh, that's going to overcommit yourself, overexert yourself. So then you could feel that you have some worth at the end of the day. The and idea of stress being your purpose is disgusting. Yeah. I, I feel like that happens to me all the time. And I'm like, that just burned into me and it's unforgettable. Now it was like, you are addicted to stress. And it's like, well, what would be the worst if you came at the end of the day, you didn't have anything to stress out about well, then you wouldn't have anything to talk about. Well, you aren't interesting anymore. You're dull and no one, you're not going to have any value. And it's like, really? If you don't have anything to stress about today, what the hell else has that 30 years of value that you've built up for meant? Like I have so many different titles that I could fall back on references. Hell, I could be like, yeah, I was like, in one year, I was a captain of two different teams. It's like, Okay, cool. What are you doing today? Um, well, I'm going to go to work and I'm going to go stress out for 12 hours. Like, oh, good good job. It was like, 
damn, well, that's kind of flawed. But, um, yeah, I feel like I definitely feel a little bit overcommitted in all those roles. And as we talk about all this, I can't help thinking that the diagram kind of looks like the ice wall whenever you mention the wall. But uh, it's funny because we build out. <laughs> yeah, doesn't it? Um, but, yeah, I think we kind of build out. Like, as we invest in ourselves more, we build out. And as we get older, we should be able to influence that system more and more. So individuals should build out to the microsystem. You should be able to carry more influence as you get older. As you get older, you might have a rite of passage that moves you past your microsystem and do a better role of, like, adult. Now you're amongst your peers, your family, religious institution. Derek and I went through it together. Confirmation is a huge marker. When you go from 14 to 15, it's like saying... Okay, now you're responsible for grooming, taking care of yourself, and having a voice, but not too big of a voice, because we don't like that whenever you're young. <laughs> we don't accept it. Uh, yeah. Unless you're, like, saying some heavy stuff, and even then, we're still like, what do you know? Like, yeah. if somebody comes up to you and says, I met my soulmate at 14, what's your first instinct? Okay, buddy. Yeah, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, don't know, you don't know anything. But uh, as we grow out, it's funny, it relates to what we were talking about my constant struggle with is something you discussed um, going from third order to fourth order. And this, like what we've talked about in previous podcasts for refresher for anyone is going from third order, defining yourselves by your relationships within the system and going to fourth order, just being self authoring. And it's so crazy because we often feel that our systems among us have to define us. And I think that, this is kind of like the escape is once you accept that you are self-authoring, you're creating your own story, despite what all the circumstances around you want to tell you, want to make you, I hate being put in a box. Absolutely hate it. But once you discover like, okay, I truly am the master of my own fate. And if I really want to make changes, there's always the power and ability to do so. And I feel that for me, the struggle is I made a commitment a long time ago to be like, the world will not change you. And now as I go, went from like 27 to 20 to 30, I've realized that paradigm needs to change because you need to change. Brandon, one day you want to be a dad. You think you can be a dad right now? And I'm like, the answer is no, I can't be a dad right now. There's no way. Like I hate doing dishes and all that stuff that sucks. Right. Like everyone hates it. But you just got to not think and do sometimes. Either remove the feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remove the emotion from the action. Yeah. And just go and do what, what you intend. Somebody told me today they have like extreme intention. Of course, he's a dad. Um, we were talking about it before you came here. We came here um, about someone I met with today about um, discussing business and then escaping the nine to five. And he is well on his way. Me, I'm like telling him as we're having this conversation like i think like i really want that but i still need a really strong why and i think my why is forming i'd really love to be stay at home dad i'm okay with working while at home yeah but i'd love to slowly escape away from you know working for an employer to being the employer i'd really like to get to that point and i think yeah i need to kind of let go some of my baggage and start pretty much walking the talk my jaw got dropped when he started talking 
I have not once realized the addiction history. Oh yeah. Well, I just had that conversation with my therapist. He's like, he's like, you ever think you just really like being stressed out? I'm like, that's so stupid. Why would you say that? He's like, well, think about it. I'm like, shit. Well, Brandon, Brandon uh, made a comment there about I don't have any. If I don't have any stress anymore, what will, what will I have to talk? About? What's your purpose? And I realized I've walked. I've tried to walk away from stress. I've not allowed like the typical shit of the day to really affect me a lot. Yeah. And the Anastasia always asks, why don't you have anything to talk about? <laughs> why don't you talk? You don't talk anymore. And I'm like, holy shit. That was like a... Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I think that's like... Exactly, coming up with a why is important, and that that's the cheesiest shit in the world. Sorry, but it, I mean it is. It's it, but that's okay because life can be cheesy, and that's fine. There's right. there's some cheese that's in everyone's life. Everyone likes cheese, but I think with that, <laughs> with that being said, I think what's what's a bummer is like if your purpose is just your identification with the tasks that you complete in your you know, need to get them done, then you're not really associating with yourself at all. Like, I am so bad about that. Like, I associate so much with just, like, the roles I play and not so much with who I am. And that turns into a big old bummer for sure, you know? Like, if you just, if I'm just like, oh, I'm just the guy who does, who works three jobs and runs around, those, that's my identifying factors are my jobs and, and you know, the things I do and the things I stress out, like, yeah, like then you can go through the motions of having things to talk about and vent because you need to. But if you stop associating with it so much and just understanding it's just a part of the bigger picture and not you, well then, right, then you can start to kind of break that down a little better. It happens for me at work all the time. Someone will get all flustered, all pissed off. and I got pretty chapped. I got pretty chapped on Friday. Nice. Hell yeah. And, uh, but, <laughs> so, I just, I realize so often that people try to, when you're at work, like for instance, in the new way of working in project management, you know, there's deadlines. And people are just constantly trying to get each other stressed over, we gotta have this done by Friday, we gotta have this done by Friday. And people come to me and they're like, a lot of times people try to joke inside of those stressful situations to try to make it more easily digestible, I guess. And they'll try to jag each other. Like, mm-hmm. like the one guy at work always tries to mess with me. He's like, you're not going to have that done by Friday. And I look at him and I go, okay. He goes, no, seriously, like, we're not going until Friday. So it's not going to be done. And I'm like, okay. What, what do you want me to do about it? Right. Like, all you're trying to do is fuck with me. Right. right. At this point, all, the only thing you're bringing to the table is bumming me the fuck out. Like, you're that's, all that's it. Well, you're trying. It's not that we're not going to. We're doing it tomorrow. Right. As in, this is Tuesday, and we're going to pour on Wednesday. And it's supposed to be ready for Friday to leave the shop. And they're just trying to, like rustle each other's feathers because everyone likes to you know everyone likes to jag each other 
right? And give a nice little mm-hmm. poke of the bear and try to get someone flustered because everyone loves to see each other fucking lose their shit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we I'm more stable than you are. <laughs> Jerry Springer fucking moments, you know what I mean? Jerry! <laughs> you know? and I had one this past week. Yeah, I did. I had one this past I week. I did too. I got blew up at work. It wasn't anyone's fault, but... I was pissed. It's fun. I was pissed at the guys. They fucking laughed. They made fun. <laughs> I was. They. I dropped off a part on Friday last week that needed to be done for me to be able to take it back on Tuesday. Okay, and that part was not ready on Tuesday. So on Tuesday evening, I had to go pick. I had to go pick it up before I left work down at the other shop. And then I was gonna have to wake up at four thirty the next morning to be able to drive it out to the customer's site. So that they could leave at six o'clock and get the hell to the damn customer's job site. <clears throat> so I was pissed because now my morning routine is gone. Because waking up at four thirty, I'm not doing. I'm not waking up at four to do everything for twelve years. So these guys are like, "You seem a little frustrated." I said, "Yeah, Lou, I am pretty damn frustrated because now I gotta go and I gotta go deliver something tomorrow at four thirty, and my morning routine's all off." I don't get to do my morning mobility. I don't get to get on my bike before I leave. And I don't get to sit down and enjoy my damn morning tea before I fucking leave and have to come deal with you fucking assholes. <laughs> and so the next day, the next day, the one kid, the one kid has, he has yet to see me like lose my fucking shit like that, right? Has yet to see that in the two years that he's been working there, right? In the two years that I've been working there. The next morning I roll in and he goes, I have not seen you once like that. He goes, I was holding back like laughing because I thought you were joking yesterday. Like I have not <laughs> seen you once like lose your cool here at all. Like you're always just go with the flow, you know, deal with the situation. And that's normally how I am now because of these systems that I'm building out. Of not allowing, you know, stress and, and foolish, like, things to negatively affect me or bring me down to a different vibration or bring me down to a different thought process, you know? So, yeah, it was absolutely <laughs> hilarious. The other dude comes around, Luke came around the corner and he goes, did you get your tea this morning? <laughs> you know, like an asshole. <laughs> oh, so funny. But I had, but... I have those jokes with those guys now. Like you can, you can laugh about mm-hmm. that stuff, you know. And it's funny. Like we laughed about it for the next two days. Like they're like, so how good is that tea? You know, how good is that tea that you you were losing your shit over because you weren't gonna get to sit down and drink your tea before you came in? Yeah. Don't knock it till you try it. I can't make tea as nice at work. Yeah, and it doesn't taste as good. It's, it's never as good. Tea. No, it doesn't taste as good as it when you're at home. Yeah. I take the tea with me to work, but I can't get hot enough water at work right now. We're rebuilding a, we're building out a new kitchen that's going to be sweet. I think they're putting in a whole uh, smoothie blender uh, bar for me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The whole thing. Yeah, wow. They're investing hard, <laughs> dude. They're investing hard in you. Well, they just, they, they crack up at all you're, the smoothies. You have a bar? Derek said it. He goes, I told the one guy I work with, I go, my buddy, he's like, how many smoothies do you make like a day? Because like, I, now I just, I make like a half gallon. Oh yeah, you've moved on from the blend jet. <laughs> I, I 
moved on from doing the blend jet at work every day. I just make a half gallon mason <laughs> jar and I take that in with me to work. Wow. And it's just this big ass fucking thing, and then you can see the whole the whole way through. So everyone's like, "What the hell is that?" Like, yeah. <laughs> ask you. And then senior, he always asks me. He's like, "You gonna drink all that today?" Like, yeah, it'll be going by ten o'clock. One guy goes, "Your shits, man." my buddy we were biking he goes how many how many smoothies do you make a day i was like with that blend jet easily four to six oh you make four to six smoothies (laughs) in an eight hour day at the office you have to look like a psycho Like name name another thing you do at work four to six times a day. <laughs> Take a piss. I got yeah, a long, I got yeah, a long shift too. yeah. Now, every time you go to piss, you make a smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, "What the hell? Like you you got to get back and keep making parts." Yeah, dude. <laughs> You've been leaving your machine too long. Oh man. So starting to build up this, you know, <laughs> recognizing your ego and starting to build up this system putting together those foundations, how do they impact? Like, how does the building of the ego, understanding of the ego, and then starting to conform this narrative for yourself affect the relationships that you have? Yeah, that's hard too. Especially you think in personal life, like you kind of like, you do have to hold yourself accountable too. You can't just let the wheels fall off. If you're trying to break down who you are in the in the pursuit to become a, a higher self, then like you also can't let the wheels fall off from the foundation you've built already. There, I mean, there's people invested in you too, and I mean, I don't think there is too much of a, a need to feel like related to your job. But the people who are close to you, like there is an expectation built, and there is something where I think you you really need to communicate to those people as you're going through that that rebuild right because if you know my girlfriend sees me trying to make changes that's great but if like there are changes that involve a step back to move forward and i'm not really relaying what the the end goal is or, or what i'm hoping to accomplish well then it could just look like i'm having a mental breakdown you know like it, it's it's odd but, like if you're just somebody that people know and they could be anyone. Like I think my girlfriend's easy because, or, or any of our, our significant others are easy because those are the people you spend the most time with, and, and those are the deeper connections in your life. But I think that you know, from an outside perspective, like your parents who you might not see as often, or or you know, siblings or coworkers, or kind of just see the outside picture. Like, is there still an accountability to like make sure like you're still living up to the portrayal as you change? Like it's 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 a weird picture because there is investment in you and in, in, in other people that's right where i feel yeah where is, how do you juggle that how do you put together the situation of i don't want to be this person anymore but there's so many people who know me as this person right and it's not that i have any uh resentment towards myself being there's there. nothing wrong with who you are now right right you've come this far and it's so hard, I think, for people to just, I, I don't know. I, I think if people haven't even started this concept of self-discovery 
and actually understanding the concept of this and starting to put together because I don't I'm gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say I know what the fudge I'm talking about I don't I'm in the process of this and that's why I love that we get together and we have these conversations because we start to unlock new stuff with each other so it's not that we're sitting here and I'm this freaking expert of right. how to make this happen and how to do this and whatnot. but I don't like I said I don't I truly don't know yet how to juggle this concept of keeping people in your life who see you as a certain version right while you're trying to build the new version yeah i mean they've gotten you this far so is there accountability to be had or like or is it just that you maybe you know as you continue to level up in your life like you have those you know hard discussions with yourself like i think that you know, we have a safe place with each other in the sense that, like, you know, we hold each other accountable, but also understand that there's room for growth and change and, and an understanding of what comes with that. But, you know, can that be said for everybody in your life? And if not, then, like, you know, like you said, you can't just, there's no, you know, putting your hand out and, and saving someone off the cliff as far as, right, exactly. So what... You know, what accountability do you have towards someone like that who, you know, if, if anything, it's either, well, I want to go this direction, but you're just stuck here. So if I choose to keep you in my life, then I'm just pretty much accepting that growth as far as leads to our relationship goes is just going to go nowhere. Right. And so it's, oh man, Snoop Dogg said it best than 94. Love Snoop. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> but Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg's. Uh, has a pretty famous phrase of, you know, you level yourself up. It's not, if you bring yourself back down to this level, like the gap that you create with your homies or with whoever, they have to bring themselves up to your level. Because if you bring yourself back down, then you've lost. Yeah. So where is that respect and understanding? I don't know, man. It's so hard to sit here and want to be this like spiritual person who loves everybody and is all about love and embodiment of love and the understanding for all and awareness. And then you're like, I don't want this person to be happy. And if I keep this person in my life, am I accepting defeat? Yeah. I guess that's where the barriers come up to. It's like being okay with setting barriers in a situation where you know that person could be in your life but you're like cool but i'm not going to fall back into you know the the hole i've been sucked into before and that's being said i think we're all just talking about imaginary people but realistically you know there is there's some thought to like what role do you have in play there like you're you're kind of being uh put in a situation where you're also accepting that role too like it's it's a it's a two-way agreement like if if you feel that someone is pulling you down as far as your self discovering journey goes then that's cool but you've also made that agreement with yourself to allow them to play that role in your life so is it just a matter of accepting the 
Yeah, unfortunately, life is complete suffering, <laughs> and the sooner you accept it, there's there's freedom that comes with that. So, like, yeah, that's I think that's a conversation that that so I've had with myself too. Is like it's freeing, where like you can just go like, yeah, this like life isn't easy, and it's always changing, and there is just as much suffering as there is bliss and accepting just what it is is going to to serve you a lot better than ignoring it i think there's a really good point to that too there's uh somebody said recently that if you're not feeling the imposter effect in your job or whatever you're doing that things are like difficult and you're like i'm a fraud i can't do it then you're not challenging yourself like then you're not living up to what you should be so you should be experiencing those things and if you are, then great. That's exactly where you should be. If you're not, you're probably not pushing yourself. And I think uh, Paul Walker, before he passed, he had something to say about work and that he got to go to work every day and that it's a privilege and that someone somewhere else in the world would kill to have that opportunity that you have. So I think that goes hand in hand with what we're saying about self-development, that other people would kill for the knowledge that we have and the access great parents, great friends, but they're somewhere else. We'll just put a, they're in a Timbuktu. And they're just like, I would kill to have great people around me. Maybe they're in a town where there's a bunch of people. Like we remember that uh, African children thing where people are coming by, they're recruiting kids to make them part of the army. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, there's people who would die for the opportunities that we have. And I think if we're challenging ourselves and things are uncomfortable, I think that's probably right where we should be. And if there's anything to learn from it, it's going to teach you something about yourself. And in my job right now, I have to essentially, in order to learn how to do it right, basically make a manual. Basically make my own manual. The manuals that they will have for me are going to look like I have dyslexia trying to read it. <laughs> but if I make my own manual, at the, at the end of the day, I'm learning that as a life skill. And I've recently told myself, the job that you're in is an education that you get paid for. And that's what we have the benefit from. But I think mainly what I was saying there in a roundabout way is if you're uncomfortable, I think that's right where you should be. Yeah. With with a little wiggle room. Don't get me wrong. There's some uncomfortable things that you have no business in. Yeah. No, it's, it is. And like I think I said about pride too. It's like, yeah, you can't have too much pride that you can't find the room for change but you also can't be too proud of like or you, or you should be proud enough of of what you have and there should be some perspective there of, of what you actually have accomplished the 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 tools you have that you know some would kill to have like freaking batman doesn't look at mr freeze and go like oh dude you can freeze things i'm fucked and then just stop <laughs> fighting him you know you gotta turn around and like use what you have to your strengths to to fight whatever battle comes your way and a little perspective definitely helps there because any person could look at any person and, and see the good in them that's a choice that you know people have to make but i think it's still present in everyday life like i think you can look at anyone and, and any person could find a redeeming quality about just about everybody um and it's it's not so much getting caught up where i'm at my best is when i'm not caught up in you know my strengths but like looking into other people and what they bring to the table does help me realize what i also can offer journaling 
building that circle, I think is a more interesting to even realize is going to ultimately be the best tool in the back pocket. Yeah. Because if you can't have the conversation with yourself, and if you can't have the acceptance, or you don't have the awareness, or that, then all of this is going to be murky waters. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah, and like the inventory check, like you talked about too, like it's kind of the same thing. Is like, I think we talked about last week. Like, how do you know where you stand or how far you've come if you can't take inventory on it? You know, like it. I love the, it yeah, I love it's our concept of everything has. You have to have a positive and a negative relationship with just about everything. Yeah. Because even going back to imposter syndrome, people would look at imposter syndrome as being this negative thing. But if you have a healthy relationship right. with that negative situation, then you ultimately are utilizing it in, as a tool. Yeah. And you're, tra- you're transforming it. You're becoming that alchemist. You know, the alchemist. There's such a fine line to everything. Yeah, you know? it's crazy. And if you can take, if you can, that's where all of this for me, builds down to being able to control the only thing that you can truly control, which are your emotions and your intention. Right. Where you put the emotions and that intention is what ultimately is going to build out all the rest of this. But if you don't have that, you know, I feel like that's the fuck it. That's the golden axe. Like That's the... (laughs) That's the piece, that's the tool that you, you're not going to win without. Yeah. I, I just, that to me, I don't know. What do you guys think? Like, is there any, I don't think there's anything that goes back to building that self as strong as your I think you're right. I think that that's, it's pretty much a therapist that will always listen and that you get to say whatever you want. It's the person you get to turn to and you get to communicate all of your thoughts it doesn't have a scheduling time. It just is always there. It's always there for you to write down your thoughts. And I think my mom actually had something nice to mention about it's not exactly journaling, but it goes hand in hand with the uh, imposter syndrome. When you're at work, you learn things all the time that you don't know. And me right now, I'm still relatively new at my job. I've been there for probably around nine months, but I've switched stations a bunch of times. I've worked different parts. I've worked completely different machines. I've I've done laser and I've done like cutting raw materials and then I've done refined materials. And my mom was like, well, write down what you do know and what you don't know and start to work on what you don't know. But then also when you learn something new, write it down on a calendar just for that day. And I was like, Where's she going with this? Like, is this so I could show it to the boss? Be like, look, I I didn't know this. And (laughs) we need to work on my strength. I am smart. (laughs) I'm smart. I learned this today. Look at the value I bring. (laughs) But essentially, that's that's what you're doing for yourself. And you're rewarding yourself by reading back. Say you go back a week, a month. And you're like, wow. There's that addiction to stress. Like, I want to almost be mad about it and be like, 
yeah, I don't know this information. But what you could do that's a better spin on it is be like, wow, I learned each day I learned three things that were new to me. I had no idea what to do. And instead of taking the route of like, I'm stupid. This isn't for me. I don't know what I'm doing. Instead, you say, wow, I wasn't able to do this a week ago. Now I can do eight more things than I could last week. And boom, you immediately have more confidence in your abilities. Yeah. Now, it's like the video gamification of life in a way because like like imagine, (laughs) imagine if you played an RPG game that you could never level up in. There were never any quests. You never had a checklist of things you've done or you have to do. You just walked around and that was just about it. You have no clue how much time you spent. You're just like picking up things and looking at them and putting it in your pocket. Like maybe like you like you know you you chop up some wood or whatever, and like you can never go back and say, "Wow, I sunk thousands of hours into this video game." What the fuck do I have to show for this at all? Like I'm, I'm the same <laughs> asshole I was. 30 years ago <laughs> you know but that's that's the case is like you know, people are like like setting the goals and having the checklist of life or like like for me like i think i have a journal i think i've written one page on it ever just not it, it's something i definitely need to do more i'll be honest like i definitely have a a healthy healthy idea as far as like um you know uh self-communication like Unfortunately, a lot of that is spent in my brain. So working things out and kind of being, you know, that I think the the freeing of my thoughts on the paper will benefit me greatly. So I'm going to try to hold myself accountable to that more because the alternative is just driving yourself nuts, trying to sort through your thoughts like a filing cabinet or any other messy aspect I have to my life that I'm like, Oh, I, I know where I put this thought. It's, it's under the shirt on my bed. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I have something good that you might appreciate. Our audience might appreciate. I'm not as disciplined as I'd like to be with this, but I have some very simple system calendar, four color pen. And I also have a rubber band to keep them together inside. I like having my calendars as mostly like analog. But then what I also do is I put a stack of post-its in with different categories. So my green has its own relationship to a topic, red, blue, and black. All of them have their own topic. So then I have different pages that are for different areas and whatever months I'm not using, I'll just put it in there. So then at the end of the day, I don't do this at the end of the day. I'm not very disciplined in it. I'm still working on it. But I put this in my bigger journal. So this is always portable. So um, somebody today, they told me about the movie called, I mean, the book called The Gap of the Gain. And they also told me about the book Discipline Equals Freedom. And they told me about Warren Buffett's like five priorities. Write down 25 things you'd like to accomplish. I heard this before, so I knew where it was going. But then, all right, now take the 20 that are underneath the five and throw them in the garbage. Now you have five priorities. Yeah. What are they? Everything you do is based on those five priorities. And I was like, yeah. It's a shame that didn't stick the first time I I read it. I was like, you better write that down. So now I have it written down. It's going to be transferred into my bigger journal, which... 
I call organized chaos. Jordan Peterson thing. Yeah. To finalize this episode, I want to know what is red, what is blue, what is green, and what is black. Green is anything that can make me money or if it's good like business advice or something like that, but it's also film stuff. You guys know I, I love movies and... Yeah, that's I would, money to you. I would like to, yeah, <laughs> I would like to one day maybe be in a movie or something. I know I just have to start making ambitious little steps. That right now with my job is very difficult, so I need to like work on that. Um, so maybe long long term goal. Um, blue blue is thoughts and strategy. She haven't used them so long. I'm like, what are the colors again? Red is to do's only. Red is to do's only. Okay. Thoughts that can be blue, but strategy can also be blue. Um, I want to say that ideas are black. Ideas are black. Okay. So it can be varying, but those are all the ones that they fit under. And I do have. I want to say that quotes also come up in black. So. I'll keep them separate. So ideas, quotes, black. To-dos, strictly red. To-dos get their own color because I don't want to do them. <laughs> well, it's, very, it's very interesting that red, I mean, just going off of the chakras, red for you is your to-dos, mm-hmm. which red is your root chakra. That's your stuck in fear. That's your fight or flight. Mm-hmm. So to have red as your to-dos, mm-hmm. like your, that's your constant, like, Right, it's the urgency. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's my super ego. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, today's episode was more so diving into the belief systems and our what would be your inner circle, outer circle, and your inner inner circle, and the development of those systems and those boundaries that we created together. We started to slowly dive into what we feel is the beginning. Of that process or also uh, personally for myself you know I'm still learning this process or this lesson of letting go and letting go is really you know when you build up this a massive system this massive castle and you've built up this and what it, there's nothing wrong with it there's, there's nothing but it's not what you want anymore now you gotta let go of all that And it's time. Yeah. This lesson has been reoccurring for three years now for me. Yeah. I, I'm not accomplishing it. I am going to. Well, I mean, you're not, I don't think you have a choice if it's just reoccurring and you're just still sitting there. I'm not sure that you have a choice but to go down that road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, that's, that's, that's what I'm currently working on. That's my biggest battle right now. Yeah. We definitely shared what would be some of our biggest battles in this episode. Of what we're dealing with with this situation right now and that was episode two of the self journey self-discovery mini series that we've put together that was your belief systems and your cognitive behavioral paradigm as always don't trust us trust yourself that's what this mount stands for it stands for building that awareness and building that discernment so we love y'all we'll see you next time i'll let these guys share anything if they want to just want to say thank you everyone for joining us and it's been a pleasure talking with you guys love what you guys have to say and we'll start to get ready for 
next episode, which will be on sense of self and social identity. Uh, CN's down, goal law at 1A tomorrow morning around 9.30 a.m. We'll be fucking blackout drunk. Go Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys.